G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. Well, tomorrow is Anzac Day and all over Australia and New Zealand, men, women and their families will gather for dawn services. They'll pause and reflect on the service and sacrifice of generations of Australians who have suffered the consequences of war. There are many outstanding Christian leaders who've served in Australia's Defence Forces and a brief reflection in just a short while on Field Marshal Bernard Montgomery who led the amazing victory holding back Rommel's forces in North Africa from sweeping through the Middle East intent on taking Israel. Bernard Montgomery grew up in Tasmania. We'll talk about him shortly but I was reminded of this amazing man by Graham McLennan Graham leads the National Alliance of Christian Leaders. Graham's back with us. Hi, Graham. Welcome back to 2020. Yes. Hello, Neil. Good to be with you. Hey, Graham. Um, you know, you've served uh, in Australia's Defence Forces. Uh, what for you is the importance of Anzac Day tomorrow? Well, we need to remember the lives lost uh, of the 102,000 men and women who uh, gave their lives in defence of the country, for their country. And we often remember, uh, remember the uh, motto of the RSL, which is the price of liberty is eternal vigilance. And we do need to have uh, uh, live in a fallen world, I gather, and uh, so we all know and recognise. And, of course, we need the police force and we also need a defence force for external enemies. So... And, uh, yeah, so it's important that we do remember Anzac Day and that's an important uh, day in the calendar. And uh, we need to understand that the Anzac Day tradition was commenced by uh, chaplains returning from Gallipoli in the First World War because they were so distraught from the killings that took place. Um, and we need to uh, honour them as well as the fact that they they began those early chaplains a day of mourning and that turned into uh, Anzac Day through uh, New Zealand and Australia but it's, it's an, there's an interesting book on it written on it on the origins of Anzac Day by, uh, and mainly Canon Garland was responsible for it and by John Moses and George Davis and it's on my website chr.org.au uh, with the Anzac page. So chr.org.au, and uh, it is a fabulous history of how Anzac Day commemorations are celebrated here in Australia. Graham, you served uh, in the Defence Forces too, and um, interesting story around your own conscription. Uh, reflect on that yeah. for a moment. Well, I'd just like to say a little bit about conscription. Conscription began in 1909 under Deacon, and he was uh, got boys to go into the army, trained in the army from the age of 12. And then, of course, uh, the uh, First World War began, and there was uh, a uh, compulsion there at one stage to have conscription, but they lost the two um, votes on a referendum, uh, 
uh, twice, uh, one early, one later. And the first one, they lost by 49% to uh, 51 So it meant that they didn't have it. But right through since those days, since 1909, they did have a CMF and, and there was compulsion to enter the CMF in very, at various times during the First World War, the Second World War, and, uh, in, and, and uh, at other times too, before the Korean War. So uh, the, then the National Service Act came in, and that was uh, for the Korean War, but particularly during the Vietnam War when uh, everyone was really called up and they just had a, a wooden birthday date on it. And uh, then... Uh, of course, if the marble came up, you you had to um, insist. So uh, that was, I guess, a, uh, a compulsory uh, going off the war. In, in the Second World War, the CMF, people had to enter the CMF, but uh, it was only in the late stages of the war, particularly in the Pacific and particularly in Papua New Guinea, where CMF uh, went up into the Kokoda Trail and uh, places like that. So uh, there has been some controversy over it. The volunteerism that needs to be uh, introduced, but also when the uh, what they used to say uh, that when it was such dark days that they thought that everyone should have to enter the army. There is also the issue of whether women should be involved in the army as well these days, since there's all this talk about roles and equality. So uh, that'll be an issue, I think, in the future. And Graham, you didn't go to Vietnam to see action there, but uh, for listeners, you're Dr. Graham McLennan, you're a dentist, and you were dealing with the dental issues of those artillerymen who served in Vietnam and in some of the big battles. Yeah, well, certainly they saved a lot of lives during the Battle of Long Tan. There's artillery to save them. They were close enough to the enemy to be uh, fired upon by the at the base there. So uh, the other thing is that uh, we we need to treat the, treat the, a lot of the soldiers simply because that we, we had to have them defence priority one. And I treated uh, and was stationed with artillery, but I treated five rather seven rather the third cavalry, which was a sort of a uh, and actual fact, one of my uncles served uh, in the Second World War in the light horse and was disbanded uh, in um, 1942-43. So uh, that's called the Third Cavalry and the military police and, and other groups that I, uh, including some of the prisoners there, the Holsworthy, they treated. So I was busy doing that. You also were a part of what some would say is a dark history of our Anzac tradition and... Uh, when those serving servicemen from uh, Vietnam returned to Australia and involved in marches, uh, they didn't always get a good reception. You were in those marches. <laughs> no, certainly not. I mean, I remember being spat on uh, in Sydney at a march, uh, and they're mainly university student stirrers in arts, I think, uh, that did that, and uh, they they opposed the Vietnam Wars. It was a difficult time. When Gough Whitman came up, he stirred up a lot of hatred towards people like ourselves. Even the dock workers, workers in Brisbane wouldn't supply uh, and load the ships for, with supplies from Vietnam for the troops there. So we felt strongly about that as being treacherous. But um, oh no, I, th- I think uh, overall there's been a problem with with the army recently and during Vietnam because of counterinsurgency warfare. They they didn't have um, a uniform. Most of the time, so you, they could be in a village, and there's a, a famous uh, incident that occurred—a massacre in Malay—and uh, by Lieutenant Kelly, and uh, 
he just got sick of having to pick out people and kill them. He killed a whole lot of them, and so he was. Uh, it, it wasn't good, and the same thing is occurring, I think, uh, in uh, during the Middle East wars that we've been involved with lately. I mentioned your reminder of one of those great Christian military identities of our Australian history, Field Marshal Bernard Montgomery. And on your chr.org.au website, you do give some attention to Australia's military identities who were Christian men like John Ridley or like Fighting Mackenzie. But let's talk about Field Marshal Montgomery. What's so special about him? Well, he, he's an interesting man. He, he was British. Uh, his father was British, and he'd come out as a uh, bishop of Tasmania. And as a child, Montgomery watched the Tasmanian soldiers depart for the Boer War. And Bernard Law Montgomery, as his full title is, Bill Marshall, uh, but as a child, he told his mother he was going to be a soldier when he grew up. So um, he did so, and he lit. He was left for dead on the battlefield of Midlands during World War One, and the captain, which was then Montgomery, uh, he not needed the grave or he dug for him, would you believe? Went on to become the first, finest general in World War Two, turning the tide against the previously invincible Rommel's German Axis forces in the nor- in North Africa. The famous battles such as El Alamein and, and Tobruk. So the, the rats of Tobruk are well known amongst Australians and what they did, and uh, it was Field Marshal. Uh, uh, Montgomery that spared the lives of many Jews because they were going to go and kill them, wipe them off the face of the planet, really, yeah. uh, there in Egypt. So it was a total war, waged with more weight, power and concentration than the Nazi war machine ever had encountered and directed by a master of total war, a man who said his prayers in his desert tent night and morning and evening and quoted the Bible to his troops to make them better fighters, would you believe? Montgomery's father had been a bishop in Hobart at the turn of the 20th century. His wife said this in a Bible success band booklet written in 1945. I wonder how many of my readers have been brought up to learn a verse from the Bible every day. I was brought up to do this, and as a consequence, now nearly the Psalms, nearly all the Psalms, and most of the New Testament by heart. And she goes and says, I brought my children up to learn a verse from the Bible every morning before breakfast. It may be that Field Marshal Montgomery's knowledge and love of the Bible starts from this fact. All is well known, as is well known, the two books he carries with him are the Bible and Pilgrim's Progress. Now, that was written in 1945 in, in the present tense, but England and America owe their greatness to the Bible, she says. Let us pray that the Bible, God's word to us, may again take its rightful place in our hearts and homes. And she goes on and says, uh, I urge upon all my readers to do your utmost to bring the Bible back to the nation. And the best way to do that is to begin in your own home and for you and your children to learn a verse of the Bible by heart each day. So that was how he, she wrote to um, Marshal Montgomery. And he turned the whole war effort around, really, uh, with that um, uh, North African campaign. And it's it interesting how God put him in that position, actually. And the point that caught my eye, he quoted the Bible to his troops to make them better fighters. <laughs> That's something to take a little bit of time to reflect upon, but uh, and that is something special, I think, for parents today too when we're thinking about our own children and we're thinking about learning a Bible verse every day. That's the sort of uh, routine that he was introducing for his own family and carried it into, into his military service. 
Yeah, yeah. He he didn't have a family himself. He he, he later married a widow of a soldier killed, a cap, an officer killed in the war. But uh, and I don't think he had children. But the thing is that he, as part of his own family with his mum and dad, that was the case. And actual fact, we are to say no against ungodliness, and we need to have self-control. And we're lacking that. Uh, we are being um, overrun by the godlessness of, of our society, and it's very sad. So. I think we need to have a bit of discipline, and army training doesn't help. And in in the website that with the, the article on Montgomery, there's a picture taken in 1943 of Montgomery leading prayers near the front lines. And of course, it, it did turn the war around that time, and 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 gave them that fighting spirit, and and the morale improved a lot. So it was tremendous that uh, he introduced prayer meetings when he arrived in Egypt. And uh, it was, uh, uh, I think, the ter- it was the turning of the, of the Second World War. And for listeners uh, to catch some more about Field Marshal Bernard Law Montgomery, uh, you can find some of that detail at the chr.org.au website. And there's also other detail there about Anzac Day. Uh, you've got a love for Christian history and, of course, Anzac Day. You've been a serviceman yourself, Graham. Uh, for yes. families and people who are thinking about going to a dawn service tomorrow, some might be saying, I think we'll sleep in. What would be the value of getting up early and going to a dawn service tomorrow? Well, tomorrow morning, there's one here at 5.45am at the dawn service. Of course, it's uh, still dark by that time. It's just about to uh, dawn. But certainly uh, there's several services in, in our own city and uh, the uh, march begins a bit after 10 o'clock, so we we uh, do participate. School children are participating in the one here and the bands by some of the schools, actually. And uh, so it's, it's a time to, I think, reflect. And, the, and the, during the service tomorrow, it does talk about not forgetting, lest we forget, and we will remember them. And, and this is a way to remember our fallen and to respect the lives of families of those who have suffered loss during the wars. And certainly it's an encouraging time tomorrow, inspirational, uh, remembering those who sacrificed their lives. And I've grown a rosemary bush here and I cut a sprig off every year and wear it with my medals. I've got several medals and uh, uh, not only just serving uh, Australia, but overseas as well. So... Uh, it's a it's a time that we should remember and not have as another day another day off or extend it into a four day long weekend. And you're in your hometown of Orange in New South Wales, uh, Graham McLennan. I mentioned the CHR website. Uh, you're also the leader, uh, the founder of NACL, the National Alliance of Christian Leaders. And uh, that was on the email that you sent that I picked up that detail about. Uh, Bernard Montgomery, and for listeners to be able to subscribe to that email, they can connect with Graham McLennan at nacl.org.au, nacl.org.au, and you'll receive a regular update on uh, really important issues facing the nation and great insights, as uh, we heard from Graham around uh, Field Marshal Montgomery. Graham McLennan, thank you so much for taking some time to share your thoughts and your insights with us today on 2020. Yeah, bless you, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au. 